Hi, hey, hello, and welcome to another episode of The Educated Fan. My name is Brandon. I am joined here by your co-host, my best friend, buddy. Happy Mother's Day to you. Happy Mother's Day to you. Happy Mother's Day to my mother, to Andrew's mother, to all the mothers listening, to Heidi Raybrook, and just all moms, except for the shitty ones. <laughs> sure, let's go with that. So, hello, Andrew. We're here. This is a big episode. It's going to be a fun one. And episode we, 74. We thought maybe uh, it was it was going to work out to be a short episode. We think that every week, and then all of a sudden, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, roll around, more news, more news, more news. Um, so, yeah, surprise, it's probably going to be another long one. So buckle in, get ready. Um, Andrew, anything you'd like to say before we get started? Just happy Mother's Day to my beautiful mother, Laura Moore. Uh, got to got to visit with her, my grandparents, and, and see all the family today. So it was a, it was a nice day. Got to celebrate there. Uh Happy Mother's Day to my fiance. She's a dog mom, so there we go. And uh, I'm excited to talk some Colts. We have a special guest on today. We got a little, little fun way to cap off the draft season at the end of the episode. It's going to be a fun episode today. What's up, Skylar? Glad you're here. Um, so, Andrew, let's just dive right into uh, some Colts news. We uh, have some more news on the offensive tackle front, possibly. Um, recently, the Colts brought in... Uh, former Chiefs offensive tackle, Eric Fisher, for a visit. Uh, popped in Achilles in January. Mm -hmm. uh, but possibility we could be looking at uh, uh, Eric Fisher signing. Yeah, so it's it's kind of, it's not really funny, but it's kind of coincidence. Eric Fisher tore his ACL on the same day that Dio Odangbo tore his ACL back on January 24th. So he, the Colts uh, had ACL him or in. Achilles? Achilles, I'm sorry. Achilles, a big, big difference there. Yeah. Big difference in timeline as well. For sure. Uh, so the Colts had Eric Fisher in this week, like you said, starting left tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs was the number one overall pick. Um, when when he came out, very, very solid left tackle, former Pro Bowl left tackle. And and when he, when he's fully healthy, he's, he's a top 10 left tackle in this league by far. Only thing is, that, that Achilles injury, it's it's tough. It's it's now for an offensive lineman, we have had people have guys come back from Achilles injuries and, and perform well, make Pro Bowls, and then continue to have a career. It's just do the Colts want to take on that risk? Do they think that he could come back midseason? So we haven't really heard word on how his his physical went, but that physical that when the Colts doctors get to really examine him and see how his Achilles is doing in his rehab. That's absolutely huge because if, if he's not going to be back by, I think maybe mid season, I don't know if it's really something the Colts would really want to explore. They would probably want to see and kind of gauge his, his recovery before, before they make a decision. Mm -hmm. But, but if Eric Fisher can come back for, for the, the middle part of the season, you start Sam Tevy at left tackle next to Quentin Nelson. And then if Eric Fisher can come back around that, that October, November mark, middle of the season, I think he'd be a pretty good addition for the Colts. Yeah. And uh, Eric Fisher is a good offensive tackle mm -hmm. when healthy, a very good offensive tackle. Um, and like you mentioned, if he's coming back mid season or somehow any earlier 
I, I think Sam Tevy's a good enough option, like you said, next to Quentin Nelson. There's a, that's there's a big difference in playing for the Chargers um, on a on a terrible offensive line across the board, pretty much, um, and then playing on one of the better uh, offensive lines in the league next to the best offensive lineman in the league. Um, you know, I think Sam Tevy would benefit from that a lot, and I think that he probably is is good enough you know, to get through until Eric Fisher comes. Who knows? Maybe he's good enough to survive whole season if it came down to it. But um, I think he's at a big advantage sitting next to Big Q. Yeah, and I think that's what the Colts are banking on. I think mm-hmm. when you hear the Colts say that that they're confident that Sam Tevy can play starting football, it's not just that, that Sam Tevy can be a good left tackle a lot of it is because you have Quentin Nelson next to him and Quentin Nelson can help out a lot if if there if Sam Tevy is deficient or he can't handle somebody one-on-one you can have Quentin Nelson go over there to help him but but I think I mean obviously pro football focus isn't the end-all be-all right Eric Fisher last year had a 80 overall grade from pro football focus, which I think was top top 10 among offensive tackles in the league. Anthony Costanzo's grade last year was about a 73. So, I mean, take that with what you may. Like I said, not not always the best indicator, but it's kind of a general indicator that we, if, if Eric Fisher could come back healthy, we'd be getting a, a very solid left tackle. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, and then some other news stirring, Andrew, before the Eric Fisher stuff, really, um, Colts have also been showing significant interest in former's, former Bears offensive tackle Charles Leno Jr., um, who's caused quite the stir on Twitter. Hint, hint, <laughs> coming soon. Um, which, I, I mean, I, I don't think he's going to be at the level of tackle that Eric Fisher is fully healthy, and I think the fact that Leno was really a, an available option um, before we heard anything about Eric Fisher um, and we haven't signed him yet. You know I mean? The second this, this Eric Fisher stuff popped up, it was like, Oh, okay. So I think the Colts obviously are showing that they believe Fisher's the better player. If they're considering, you know, taking him for half a season over Leno for a full season, but everything I've heard about Leno, actually, I don't want to say everything because it's been kind of mixed between what bears fans say, you know, but there's plenty of idiots that think Anthony Costanzo wasn't good either. Um, mm-hmm. that, are, that call themselves Colts fans. Um, so you can't really go based on that. Andrew, I think you've got some more numbers and whatnot to back up what we know about him. So Charles Leno Jr., he was the starting left tackle for the Chicago Bears for the past seven years. Mm-hmm. So he's got plenty of experience on that offensive line. He was a seventh-round pick. For the, for the Bears and, and really climbed his way onto the roster and then proved himself to be a starting caliber left tackle. And and again, I'll go kind of back to pro football focus, their grades for the season mm-hmm. as like a general gauge. Last year, Charles Leno Jr. was around a 74. So just a little bit better than than what Anthony Costanzo graded out as. So you can you can kind of tell what kind of player he's like. He's, he's very durable. In, in those seven years as a starter, he never missed a game. He started every single game at left tackle for the Chicago Bears was very very durable um a guy that, that i mean i've seen some comments from from some bears fans online like like you said they didn't really like him they said that that he seemed lost at times but but then i i talked to a couple bears fans that i know and they said that he was solid he was a guy that that was always there someone that that was one of their better players along the offensive line so again it's it's just kind of who you talk to amongst the fan base but when you look at the tape that there he does have some good moments he he's pretty good in in 
in pass protection. I'd say he's a little bit better than, than Sam Tevy in the pass mm-hmm. protection. Definitely in the run game, he's quite a bit better. Uh, he's a lot he's a lot stronger than than what a Sam Tevy would be. So I think if the Colts did bring in Charles Leno, that'd probably be the starter all year. You'd have Charles Leno step in to to next to Quentin Nelson, and you you'd probably can count on kind of that same thing where you can expect his his level of play to go up a little bit now the, you might ask why did the bears release him well the bears drafted tevin jenkins we had talked about him on the show and they're right. they're expecting to move him over to that left side to play left tackle and charles leno jr was making around eight or nine million and the bears are very strapped against the cap so it was more yeah. of a cap casualty than anything um Charles Leno Jr. It's one checks of my off favorite the- NFL terms, cap casualty. <laughs> yeah, it's it's life of the NFL. Uh, Character wise, he's he fits exactly what the Colts need. He's mm-hmm. a guy that's very involved in the community, uh, very charitable. A guy that that everybody loves in the locker room. So as far as a fit within the Colts culture in that locker room, he'd fit in seamlessly. So if if it, Things don't turn out right on the Eric Fisher end, whether it is the, the physical or if just the, the interest isn't there. Two sides can't come to an agreement. Charles Leno Jr. could also be an option, but but the Colts can't really wait too long on that because there's Leno other teams getting, out there that need left tackle. There's other teams out there, and, and Leno is visiting the Washington football team next week. Uh, I've heard that Denver, the Denver Broncos, are interested in him. So the Colts can't just wait around and, and really – take their time with this Eric Fisher thing. If they really want a legitimate shot at Charles Leno jr. Even though I've heard that Charles Leonard prefers the Colts, mm. he's not going to be out there forever. So that's something to watch. Well, yeah, of course he prefers the Colts. There's people singing to him, tell him to come to the Colts. Um, what do you think is the best option? Like if you were Chris Ballard right now, what do you think pans out better? Just getting Leno for a full season or uh, possibly Fisher for maybe half a season, maybe a little more. Yeah, and, and it's tough because because I don't ha- I don't have the medical information. That's that's yeah. the key in all this. It's it's gonna come down to the medical. If he's if gonna Eric get Fisher's, healthy, he's gonna get healthy midseason. If Eric Fisher's rehab is going well, and the Colts could see him contributing and being a starter around October or November, I think you probably see the Colts go that way because and, and just reading the tea leaves of how they've talked about Sam Tevy. If if the Colts really thought left tackle was that dire of a position. They they would have they would have made a huge move in the draft, but you can see just how the way they've acted. They don't really think it's that dire of a need. Right. They have a lot of confidence in Quentin Nelson to help out whoever's on that left side, and and they think they think Sam Tevy could start there. So I think that's that's probably going to be probably what happens is Sam Tevy will start, and mm-hmm. if they they're comfortable with where Eric Fisher is, they'll they'll sign Eric Fisher, bring him in, and have him start there midseason when he's ready. If not, then then you could see them test the waters with Charles Leno Jr. But but again, we're talking about the Colts here. They're not going to overpay. They're not going to panic. And, and I think if, even if they didn't get Charles Leno, they'd be very comfortable with Sam Tevy as a starting left tackle. And, and we'll see if that's the right move or not because because. Honestly, I don't think we've either one of us has watched too much Charger games to know that. No. So it's going to be a gamble either way. I I like I again, Andrew, you didn't you didn't answer the question. I said if you were making the decision, uh, but I I'm with I'm with what you think Chris Ballard wants to do. I like uh, I like I like Tevi um, to start out the year. I mean, what do we already signed two tackles? 
We have we have Sam Tevy, Julian Dal- Davenport, Davenport. We signed. He's not very good. I really don't like him. Yeah. Uh, Will so, Holden. I've I've got confidence in Will Holden though. I like him a lot better yeah. than Julian Davenport. Right. Uh, so I mean, if you're going to sign another one. Why, why not sign a guy that you think is a top tackle in the league um, that's available? You know, who know, he's not maybe available this full year, but maybe you get him all season next year too. So, um, Well, yeah, and that's that's the thing too. I think we have to take in mind about this is, is Eric Fisher is only 30 years old. I yeah. mean, if, if he comes in and the last half of the season plays well for the Colts, Chris Ballard was in Kansas City right. when that's they drafted Eric Fisher. He knows Eric Fisher very well. Yeah. So if Eric Fisher can come in, maybe the Colts give him a, a longer contract and he becomes – the Colts don't have to spend a draft pick on him neck on a left tackle next year. They have Eric Fisher for a few years down the road. Yep. Um some more Colts news, Andrew. Uh, tight end, Mo Cox has officially signed his rookie free agent tender. Uh, restricted free, restricted agent, free agent, tender. agent tender. You fucking get it. Um, <laughs> which, that's good news. We, we expected that. Um, I think Mo has just progressed. I mean, just huge each year. Uh, I'm so, excited. Yeah, I'm excited for another year, year with mm-hmm. him. Um, Colts sign defensive end, Quiddy pay rookie. These are all the rookie signings, basically all the draft, not all of them, but some of the draft picks basically signing. So Quiddy pay defensive end, Dio Odangbro, um, <laughs> safety, Sean Davis, wide receiver, Mike Strawn. I said that right. Didn't I? Yeah, uh, you yeah. did. Good okay. job. It's Strachan in how is how it's spelled. So, uh, and offensive lineman, uh, will fries to their rookie deals. Um, there's a couple names missing, including, um, Sam Ellinger, uh, whose brother passed away this week. Uh, so thoughts and prayers out with him and his family. Mm-hmm. Um, it, him and his brother had already lost their dad. And now I'm, I, I haven't seen any details, but, uh, yeah, thoughts I, and haven't, prayers them. I haven't so, either, but it's, but it's pretty tragic. They just, they found his brother's body off campus and it's it's a tragic situation another texas player they played together in texas so definitely definitely think about him uh colts undrafted free agent signings uh wide receiver Tarek black you know what hold on i'm i'm shitty at my production job at the moment um this is just how it's gonna go today apparently (laughs) Got to get on my toes here. Uh, Colts undrafted free agent signings, wide receiver, Tark Black, linebacker, Anthony Butler, running back, Deion Jackson. That one was an interesting one to me um, because I I guess he had talked to the media or something and said, you know, he knows our running back room is packed full. He knows he's probably not making the team um, in the Mm -hmm. Colts running back room, but he mentioned uh, looking forward to being able to learn from um, the pros that are uh, our running back room. So good for him. You want to cut me off there? You want me to finish? uh, I was just going to say Deion Jackson was definitely a hot commodity uh, for the undrafted free agents. He said his agent had about 25 teams that had contacted him about it, and the Colts gave him a a pretty big signing bonus to come in. So the Colts definitely wanted to see him. I don't know if that's really an indication that they're thinking about him because it's going to be hard to crack that running back room. But but he can definitely, definitely show what he's got on this Colts team with how they use their running backs. Where'd he play? I think he played at Duke. If I don't want him, never mind. <laughs> throw him out. The, throw him out the door. Linebacker Isaiah 
Kafusi and wide receiver Tyler Vaughns. I love the two wide receiver pick up here. Tyler Vaughns was a uh, teammate with Michael Pittman Jr. at USC. So there he was pretty excited to have him come aboard. Yes, we love us some uh Michael Pittman Jr. too. So a happy him is a happy us. Um Yeah, I missed another graphic too, but you know what? We live and we learn. <laughs> uh I, I I'm a professional here, okay? But even oh, yeah. I have my limits. Um, Colt Stein, linebacker Malik Jackson. Where did he play? That name is that's a big name, isn't it? He he's been all over the place. So he was drafted the same year in twenty eighteen, same year as Darius Leonard. Okay. But he's played, I think he's played in, in Cincinnati. He's played in LA with the Chargers. So he's been all over the place. I I mean he's very athletic, but mm-hmm. he's still he doesn't have much to show for it. He's always been a special teams player. So he's gonna have kind of an uphill uphill battle for for a roster spot because the Colts linebacker group is is pretty stout as well. Yeah. Um yeah, Andrew, so I added this question um, to the outline here today. I thought about this earlier this week. I finally am starting to write down things I think about <laughs> during the week. Um, so Jacob Eason, mm-hmm. now in competition with Sam Ellinger, which we don't know if that's just to push Jacob Eason to be better him, uh, if it is legitimate competition, if they if the Colts think Sam might actually overtake that uh, backup role as, as a rookie for – what round was he? Fifth? Eason was in the fourth. Ellinger Eason was in the sixth. I knew Eason was four. Okay, six. So even crazier, right? Um, what are the chances we see one of these two guys, whoever wins the QB competition between the two of them for the backup role, what are the chances do you think we finally get to see, let's say Jacob Eason wins, we finally get to see Jacob Eason play some football in the regular season. Carson Wentz, although I argue against his injury proneness, his injuries have been kind of freak accidents or, uh, you know, like the absolute murdering from Clowney um, when he was already down and he dove down on his head. Obviously not his fault. Um, but nonetheless, he's been injured a few times. Uh, pretty serious injuries a couple times as well. Do you think we see Jacob Eason this year? I, I don't think so. I hope and- not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that because if the only way he gets in is is you're right. If Carson Wentz yeah. gets injured, and and the last couple of years, I mean, uh, Carson Wentz has been healthy. I mean, yeah. the, he in twenty in twenty eighteen he he did have a back issue, but that's really the only. And 2019 was the concussion. 2019, he was healthy all year. And then that the first series of the playoff game, Clowney comes and spears him in the head with his helmet and and knocks him out. And I'm not going to put that, I'm not going to put that on, on anybody. So (laughs) I mean, he was, he was healthy all last year. I I think the Colts with his offensive line, they can protect him. I know Frank Reich's going to be telling him to, to kind of take care of his body if he's out there in the open field. So really, I, I don't see it happening, but it is going to be fun to watch Jacob Eason and Sam Ellinger battle it out in in preseason well, in, in training camp. First of all, because you're going to get to see him go go head to head there, yep. but also in these preseason games because with only three preseason games, that especially that last one, that last one is going to be literally Jacob Eason and Sam Ellinger yep. going back and forth, probably one half for each. So it'll be yep. fun to watch. Yeah, I just thought I just thought about it. I'm like, you know, it's. <laughs> your mind just wanders this time of year. <laughs> There's not all that much to talk about except signings and whatnot, right? So I don't know. It just hit me. I was like, man, I mean, this is 
probably the best chance Easton's had to play out of the last two years. I mean, he he was third string last year, so this year one injury could change the year for him. So mm-hmm. or Ellinger, who knows? Um, with the next pick, season finale, the wrap up of of, uh, of the draft. This is the fun one. I think every year is the one after the draft, so you get a little mm-hmm. insight on this year's draft and not just like things leading up to it. Um, boy. What a good episode. It was phenomenal. This is the best. This is always the best, like you said, always the best episode yeah. every single year because they show you inside the draft room what it was like. They even show little snippets of, of what they were talking about each player leading up to the draft. And, and I mean, it stuck out immediately to me how they talked about Quiddy Pay and how fired up they were even before. Chris Ballard said, this guy's probably not going to get to us, but if he does, we're taking him right away. And and when the Giants picked Kadarius Tony right in front of the Colts, do you see how fired Fired up, Chris Ballard was yeah, at that. I, I was confused at first. I thought he was pissed off. I'm like, you didn't want Canarius Tony, did you? I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, oh no, 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 no. That was a good like slant. It, it was weird. You couldn't see his mm-hmm. face. You know, he turned away from right. the camera. It was a little confusing um, at first. I was like, no, no, no. He's happy about this. We want to pay, and they were talking about it. And uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember the Midwest scout. I can't remember his name. He, he Chad he was, Henry. Yeah, he was talking about. He goes, somebody brought up Quiddy Pay. Like, do you think Pay's gonna fall? And he goes, don't say his name. Don't say. <laughs> like, do not jinx it. That was funny. Um, I I thought it was really cool to see Ursay talking to um the first few people that we mm-hmm. picked um including those edge rushers that the more i hear about it i mean the more uh jim ursay is pumped up about those first two picks two edge rush- i mean he is he wants to make a statement he wants this team to transform into a team that football teams that are coming to play the colts are not looking forward to it win or lose mm-hmm. they're not looking forward to playing against uh a hard-nosed colts team Right. And you, you gotta love Jim Mersey. One of the best owners in professional sports. He calls up Dio Odangbo and is talking to him on the phone. He said, I can't wait to make you a millionaire. What a, what a baller, (laughs) what a baller line. I can't wait to make you a millionaire. So that's, that's absolutely awesome. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. It was a good episode. Um, Oh, we got a, I got a mid mid episode cookie for my fiance. Thank you. Are you shitting me? (laughs) <laughs> I thought you were about to talk about breaking news. Skylar even thought you were about to give some breaking news earlier. And here breaking I am. News. Breaking My news. My fiance is making cookies. Breaking Live. news. Andrew has a cookie. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's just, I, I love this part of it because no other team gives you access like this. No other team has a series that shows you in the war room, what it's like during the draft. And, and this, this Colts team with is, it's just, Ever since they started doing this, it just shows how how fired up these guys are about their picks. And and I I think that comment you made about Jim Ursay and what the Colts want is exactly right. When when you come to play the Colts, it's it's going to be a day. It's not going to be easy. And and they want it. They want guys that will go and fire off and get the quarterback. And and as a Colts fan, that's exciting to see when you know the success we had with Mathis and Freeney. Yeah. Uh, listen, guys. I don't know how many people that listen to the show watch with the next pick. I probably talked about this a lot, but now all four episodes are out. It's a shorter season. Okay. The total time between all these episodes is going to be less than an hour for you. I'm telling you, go to YouTube, go to the Colts page on YouTube, go to their channel. Okay. And watch with the next pick four episodes, 
Literally, just whenever you're getting ready to sit down and watch another episode of your show, put one episode of your show off <laughs> and watch with the next pick. It, it's a lot of fun. You get some insight. Um, you learn about uh, the scouting process and the draft process, which was cool for me last year because I, I just didn't know much about it at all. Um, so, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Good little learning experience um, and just a fun thing. Um, Andrew. We're coming up on one of our big items from this episode. A very special appearance okay. by someone that made a lot of noise on social media this week. All right. So in, in the interview that we'll show you, Alexa, shut up. <laughs> I hate when that happens right during our show. Such a rude woman. Uh, so... <laughs> We're getting ready to show you a video by a nice woman named Heidi Raybrook, and she became a little Twitter famous this week. Um, and we'll show you the video that kind of made her a little Twitter famous this week first. And then we actually have about a 15-minute interview with Heidi um, where we talked about the video, um, talked about how she started doing it all, different stuff like that. Andrew, I don't remember what – during the interview, so we – pre-recorded the interview the other night because it's mother's day she's got four kids the woman's busy so uh she's famous now um i don't remember what the numbers were on tuesday when we recorded with her but this video between her actual original video and ian rapaport's quote tweet is up to 1500 likes and well over 200 retweets and she's gained probably now over 300 followers uh so i mean she for for a little Colts news, I mean, she popped off a little bit. Mm-hmm. She popped off a bit, so it's no Carson yeah. Wentz is coming to the Colts news, <laughs> uh, but it was fun. Basically, she sang a little video to um, Leno Jr. We just talked about him, Charles Leno Jr., um, basically asking him to come to the Colts. So we are going to show that video to you now, and then we'll uh, come back, and then we'll head to the interview. Charles Leno Jr., nice to meet you, can I spit a straight fact? Look around, there's a whole lot of talent out there, but none like you, you shine so bright. Yeah. I was wondering if you'd consider this, hop on over to the best in the AFC, cause we won't give up without a fight. We just want you, Charles Leno Jr., we just want you to sign with us tonight. One more time, one more ask, come on now. Ooh, Charles Lionel Jr. We just want you to sign with us tonight. Our offensive line is pretty fierce as is. Adding you would elevate it, heck yeah. Come over, man, to the Colts horseshoe. Yeah. I feel the game moving through your body. Looking at you, I can tell you want a ring. Just come to Indianapolis. When we heard the news, your free agent, they released acting like they didn't have a care. We knew right then that you were right. You and BQ would put up a fight on our own line. We want you. To take down the opponent and everything will be all right. One more time, one more ask, come on now. Ooh, Charles Leno Jr., we just want you to sign with us tonight. 
So Skylar says he's in love. So, sorry, he's a, she's a married woman, Skylar. Four children. Leave her be. Uh, so, yeah, just a fun little video. Um, I I mean, it. she apparently does a bunch of these. Not a bunch. Yeah. So she she was kind of the one that, that started the well she didn't start it but when there was the hashtag bring ty home she sang to ty ty saw it and, and ty even said the support from the fans and the videos that were sent it was part of the reason he came back so uh, she's done it for for ty for for Quiddy Pay for for other Colts so uh, just 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 someone that's that has a great talent and is using it to show their Colts fandom so it's it's pretty awesome yeah um she yeah she she's a part of a another Colts community on Twitter that I've not come across. I mean, mm-hmm. like she is active on Twitter. Mm-hmm. She's a very active woman. There's a lot of people that communicate with her. Um, so yeah, she's a fun follow, but all right, here it is. Um, 15 minute little uh, interview with Heidi. Joining us now is a very special guest, an absolute Twitter legend as of uh, this week and huge Colts fan, Heidi Ray Brook. Welcome, Heidi. It's very nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you. So, Heidi, today uh, you had a tweet go kind of viral. Um, this wonderful, that. wonderful singing tweet that we played right before we had you on here today. Um, and it went kind of big, but for those who don't know, she tweeted out a little singing video for... Charles Leno Jr. Uh, about getting him to join the team. Heidi is a wife, mom, fitness junkie, and I proclaim Twitter legend. <laughs> okay. So, um, first of all, we just want to ask, how long have you been a Colts fan? Easiest question. That is an easy question. Um, well, I was in my undergrad years, so around like... 2005 maybe okay are you are you guys are you guys in the indie area no i'm actually in new york oh man wow i'm in like bill's mafia territory oh hey those are fun fans way to represent the shoe in upstate new york that's awesome yes exactly love it so we, I mean, you got our attention because of, of your, your phenomenal singing videos to, to the Colts players. I mean, we saw it with the bring TY home. We we've seen it with others, but, but really how, how'd you come up with the idea of, of kind of just singing to the players or kind of trying to get their attention on Twitter to, to come join the, come join the horseshoe. Honestly, I was driving to pick up my youngest from preschool and I was listening to the Hamilton soundtrack And, um, one of the songs that I did for the first one that I did, I just kind of, the, the lyrics just kind of popped in my head. I was like, Oh, when I get home, I'm just going to do a quick little like video thing. Um, and just for fun because they just pop into my head. So the Charles Leno Jr. One, I had just finished a workout and all of a sudden it was like, Boom, in my head, so I have to sit down and uh, write all the things, all the lyrics out. I am also That's a fitness awesome. junkie, and I come up with all sorts of ideas for the podcast um, while I'm at the gym, and I forget to write them down. Uh, yeah. So that becomes a problem frequently. Every week, Andrew's like, do you have anything you want to add? And I'm like, you know, I thought of a lot of things this week uh, and just completely 
spaced writing them down and now I forget. Um, have you, have you done a, a lot of these? How many, how many are there? Uh, it actually started when Giovanni posted okay. about Wentz coming over to the cult. And so there were a few of us who really wanted to make sure that he had a really great welcome team. Mm-hmm. And so I actually did a song for him, the cup song okay. that I used for TY. Um, so that's when it started. And then I did three songs for TY, like the bring TY home. Mm-hmm. And then one, once he signed and then I did two or three more after that for him now that he was here. And then, Oh, so then somebody asked me, if I could make a song, a specific song um, about Andrew Luck. And so then I did that, which was really fun to do. It helped me to break out of the norm that, well, the course that I was on Mm -hmm. and helped me to see that I could kind of go outside of that. Cool. And then when we drafted Quidi Pay, what, what? I saw this oh, one. Oh, absolutely. Uh, did mm-hmm. a song about that. And then this one. Awesome. They're a lot of fun. I saw the Quidi Pay one. Um, and obviously the one from today, I have not seen the other ones, but I'm going to have to go back. Um, but yeah, I mean, you answered my first one too then. Andrew. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the bring TY home ones was how I first kind of saw you on Twitter. And those, those were great. And I honestly, when TY was talking about coming back, he said that the, the hashtag bring TY home and the videos, it was a huge part of his decision to come home. So it, I mean, you and, and all the other fans that kind of joined it, it was just so cool to see how big of an effect that actually had on, on one of our favorite players in, in franchise history, being able to, to come to come home. And did you, did you really think, that it would when you were making these videos or or just you had these songs pop into your head did you think they would blow up as big as they did uh or did you did you really even want to or basically were you just doing it just for the love of the Colts correct I was basically just doing it for the love of the Colts for the fact that I don't often sing uh and so I was like if I can put those two together then that would be fun Mm -hmm. And it was very nerve wracking, right? Because when you put yourself out there, as Mm -hmm. both of you truly know, Mm -hmm. it opens it up for all the criticism for you to be able to go back and listen to yourself and watch yourself and criticize yourself. So it's been quite the wild ride and (laughs) then when I started doing them then people were like oh let's do this one or can you do a song about that and I thought that was really nice and cool no they are a lot of fun um and yeah we do know how it is I remember recording our very first podcast uh heart was pounding thumping (laughs) scary and then I mean a year later basically is when we started doing the video stuff um and that first video episode was like heart pounding all over again. I think you're our third guest and ever. And that got me all hyped up and excited too. Yeah, we're small. It's okay. You don't and definitely don't have to be nervous to be on here with us. Um, <laughs> it's awesome. I love being here. Thank you so much for asking. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I wasn't so sure 
about uh, Leno Jr. at first because the first thing I saw when I heard that he was released, I went and checked, and everybody does this thing on Twitter now. They're like, Bears fans, tell me how good, you know, tell me about him. And, sure. the, and the Bears fans kind of lit him up. Um, mm-hmm. So then Andrew was like, no, Brandon, he's this, he's this, he's that. Um, he's going to be decent. What Do you know much about him? Like, or have you looked into any of his stats, anything like that? Like what I made you chase after bit, him specifically? Uh, I'm like, if I'm going to sing a song about it, okay. <laughs> I need to know a yeah. little bit. Um, but I definitely, I would say just in general for me, I compared to a lot of our fans, especially those who do podcasts and mm-hmm. things of that nature. I kind of just casually like the Colts compared to all of you in the stats that you know and all of those things. But I, I truly am a huge fan. But yeah, I'm more like you. Um, you. You are. Believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. So I I like to see the character. It's really the top down mentality, right? From mm. the franchise in general. And it obviously hasn't always been that way, but recently mm. and how they go out, if they go out gracefully, that says a lot about them. Mm-hmm. Um, what they say about the team when they're released says a lot about them. Uh, looking at their stats is great. That gives you something, mm-hmm. but past performance doesn't always guarantee the same future performance as well. So right. it could go either way. And putting your confidence and hope in a player I don't think is wrong. Mm-hmm. After, I agree. based on those things and the things that you hear and read about them. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where I stand with that. That doesn't actually answer your question. That's okay. It was close. <laughs> I get it. I get your point. And the Colts have that not identical philosophy, but like with drafting character plays such a huge role um, because I think from top down or our organization has a lot of character too. Um, yeah. You, you certainly picked a great guy to to write a song about and 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 put that out there as a representation of Colts fans because Charles is a phenomenal phenomenal guy in the community. Um, he's he's kind of a, a almost a rags to riches story in the NFL because he was a seventh round draft pick going to yeah. be the starter for for seven straight years at for the Bears and and playing pretty well. So I, I do know a couple Bears fans and they're they're sad to see him go and and I think. He, his personality and it seems like his character traits would fit right in in that that high character locker room that that Chris Ballard and Frank Reich and, and the Colts have built. So it's I think he'd be a great addition if if the Colts are lucky enough to to get him. I yeah. saw I saw that he DM'd you back too. <laughs> was was that you he DM back that I saw on Twitter? Or did he, someone he, send that to you? Did someone, someone send your video his, to him and they responded? Yeah. Someone sent her video to him in a, oh, yes. a DM. Yes. And Very then cool. he did, he responded, but to, to rap's post. Got it. Um, yeah. I don't, it was the laughing, crying, laughing face. I don't know if that's good or not, but I guess he saw it. So. Oh, that's cool. definitely good. He sounds like he was flattered and it's awesome to see. Yeah, the Ian Rappaport thing was crazy, huh? That's probably what caught your attention the most today. Oh, it definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> well, if uh, you're listening right now and you have not seen or heard this wonderful video, uh, you can go to Heidi's Twitter at Moms v Kids, which is an awesome Twitter handle. I can't believe that wasn't taken. Her, It's got over... 
almost 1300 likes already over 150 retweets and quote tweets. You've gained like a hundred followers today. About 200, 200 now. Awesome. Oh my God. I, I must've been got in around the hundred mark. Um, <laughs> we got three out of us, but um, anything you'd like to plug anything you want to say while you're on here with us? The biggest thing right now is the Colts franchise doing the kick the stigma mm-hmm. campaign all about mental health awareness, which is so wonderful Mm -hmm. and especially something like what happened today with me and when you put that out there all the hate that can come with it Mm -hmm. and being able to say you know what I am part of this organization I'm proud that I am a Colts fan because they care about people and so they are at 50,000, I think, right now, mm-hmm. up that they have raised. Um, I donated. I think that you should too. And if you do something fun, like if I donate a certain amount, who wants to match? I know my friend did that. Mm-hmm. So, a uh, great way for everybody to be involved in something like that and to be able to start talking about it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, We will definitely be tweeting some of that stuff out too um, and likely donating ourselves andrew right oh absolutely it's it's a great cause and and seeing seeing how many just the great things that the ursay family has started with this and as many colts players and colts fans that i've seen have really rallied around this um it's it's absolutely fantastic and it's something i think it's it's not up for debate it's something we can all get behind and something we can all really contribute to as well yes and this guy right here hey mania he's my fave I've got a 53 awesome. jersey. Same here. It's authentic. Awesome. And it came and it had a tear in it already. And this guy bought it for me from eBay. And so we couldn't get it re- returned. So now I just have a really <laughs> I cool, tried. I have a really cool blue stitch in it now. So it just looks like it's only mine. I think it's kind of <laughs> neat. Exactly. That's exactly what that is now. All righty, Heidi. Uh, you can stay on with us here for a second after we send you off. But ladies and gentlemen, Heidi Raybrook. All right, Andrew, you didn't get to hear one lick of that, <laughs> so hopefully you remember. Um, average interview on us, uh, we don't do a lot, but, uh, you know, she was definitely a little nervous at first. I'll be honest, I was a little nervous at first, so not my best performance, uh, but overall, she was awesome. Uh, she definitely warmed up. We had a lot of fun. I think she enjoyed mm-hmm. being on with us. Um but yeah, uh, good interview. I'm glad she came on. Love that she was rocking the Darius Leonard jersey. Oh on yeah, there she. I I felt bad for. I honestly, God, I felt bad for not throwing on some Colt stuff too, uh, because <laughs> she comes on and she's in a jersey and she just had to have been like, oh, they don't wear their Colt stuff during their Colts podcast. Like, yeah, she and, she she definitely outshined us there, Heidi. If you're watching, thank you again. Happy Mother's Day. We loved having you on, um, mm-hmm. and we're. And we're glad, um, we're glad that uh, you came on. My my aunt Vonda is uh, commenting about my cool blue stitch that I told Heidi about on my jersey because she's the <laughs> one that stitched it. Shout out mm-hmm. to her! Happy Mother's Day to her. Um, so yeah, anything else you want to talk about on the interview? I thought it was cool. Yeah, it was it was awesome. Thought. And 
And it, I mean, a lot of times when you get interviews, it's like someone that's an insider or a player, but, but I mean, we're the, we're the educated fans. So we're, we're Colts fans. It's good to have other Colts fans on there. Yeah. And, and the way she, she expresses her fandom is just so unique and how she puts herself out there. Um, it was mm-hmm. awesome. And she, uh, it, it kind of sucks because she did receive some, some hate on Twitter yeah. this week Fuck from, from, from a bunch of idiots that, that, and, and honestly, it's like, we're, we're all Colts fans. Like who cares how you, how you show your fan? We, we have yeah. got a podcast. That's how we show it. Yeah. I got season tickets to that. I'm screaming at games and making a fool out of myself. She, she is using one of her talents. So it doesn't matter how you show your fandom. As long as we're cheering on the Colts, who, who really cares? I thought, and I thought that was just kind of low, but, but when you got fans like us and, and, and really all Colts nation ra- rallying around her to show support, it was, yeah. it was really cool. So See, glad she was able to come on. She was awesome. And I do it by literally Skyler is always shitting on me. Like, if I don't wear anything Colts, like just around him, he's surprised. So I'm just constantly in cool <laughs> stuff. Um, and I show my support at games by just getting absolutely hammered uh, and yelling at people <laughs> ridiculously. Colts win, Colts win. Um, all right, Andrew. Uh, we're not done with all the fun on this episode, so let's keep it rolling here. Uh, real quick, we'll go some new, go through some news around the league here. Um Anything, what, what do we got first here? Fifth-year options picked up. Yeah, so there was a few fifth-year options that were picked up, and a lot of them were, were pretty obvious. So the Bills picked up Josh Allen and uh, Tremaine Edmonds, obviously Falcons uh, wide receiver Calvin Ridley, and the Patriots with with Isaiah Wynn, and all, all starters all entrenched in their teams. So it was a pretty easy decision for, for all four of those guys. Uh, yeah, I would, I'd call that one obvious. Mm-hmm. personally uh now here's here's the fun list for me andrew um fifth year options decline <laughs> man i sound like a real piece of shit when i put it that way don't I? <laughs> but seriously this is fun uh bangle center billy price don't know anything about him Th- this is the only fun one cowboys linebacker leighton vander esch fifth year option not picked up you like best, it because best linebacker in the league is a rookie best rookie linebacker blah 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 blah. there blah. was a lot of talk about how he was better than Darius Leonard that first year and Darius Leonard comes out and breaks every rookie linebacker record pretty much gets defensive player of the year most tackles when, in the league when the Colts played the Cowboys uh, Darius Leonard had a monster performance he he did uh, Van Der Esch's celebration and look now Darius Leonard's going to reset the linebacker market when he gets his extension here probably in a couple months and, and Van Der Esch might not even be back on the Cowboys next year it's it's kind of crazy to see if they lost Sean Lee and Van Der Esch in, in over the span of a year um Falcons they got Michael Parsons end. though Fal- Falcons tight end Hayden Hurst this one is kind of a surprise to me the only can they can they just do they just leave that one out because they're going to re-sign him to to a longer deal because he a year ago Two years ago, I guess now, with the Ravens, he had the most touchdowns out of any tight end in the league. Got Well, Falcons right. just drafted Kyle Pitts. So oh, yeah, uh, That's fucking true. Kyle Pitts is going to be one of the best tight ends in the league here yeah. probably a year or two. Hayden Hurst, you, I mean, I, I, at first I was thinking, hey, he could be the receiving tight end option for the Colts, but they got Kylan Granson. I think that's who they're going to go with, this yeah. this rookie at SMU. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty, pretty certain that because of Kyle Pitts, that's why his option wasn't picked up. Yeah, I got to break this habit of looking up at the screen I have Discord on and talking to you because that's where our faces are biggest. 
and I gotta <laughs> keep I gotta keep it down here. Keep it down here. Um, <laughs> Jaguars defensive lineman uh, Taven Bryan. Patriots running back Sony Michelle. He started out hot, but the Patriots, he's pretty much fallen out of the rotation. I don't even know if he'll make the roster this year. That's honestly. just kind of running backs for the Patriots, though. Mm-hmm. You remember yeah. You remember that one guy that had like 57 touchdowns in one game and then he never played again? Uh, Jonas Gray Jonas against Gray. us. Yeah, against us. It was miserable. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I don't know how I still remember that name, but um, man. I, 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 once you said it, I was like, yep, that's the one. But yep. um, Seahawks running back Rashad Penny, that one comes as a surprise. They were really excited to draft him when they did. I remember they that. were, but I think because of Chris Carson's emergence, yeah. um, they, and they, I think they want to put the ball more in Russ's hands anyway. So they better, um, Steelers defensive back Terrell Edmonds, uh, yikes. That's got to hurt a brother's heart, huh? <laughs> him, yeah. and his bro- him and his brother, one gets uh, the fifth year. One doesn't, um, mm-hmm. Vikings cornerback, Mike Hughes, uh, yeah, so that's the fifth-year uh, news. And, yeah, I, I did thoroughly enjoy getting to say Leighton Van Der Esch, Van Der Esch's name. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. That's fine. Um, some other news here. Andrew Ravens sign, which we expected, offensive tackle Alejandro Villanueva to a two-year $14 million deal. Sometimes I wonder if you leave news in here from the week before, but it's just that we, I predicted it. <laughs> The week before well it, it was pretty much known that he was going to sign with the ravens yeah. uh once orlando brown got traded and yeah. i mean there was some rumblings oh are the colts gonna go after him i heard the colts weren't really interested in him the, in the first place the broncos so. i think tried to steal steal him away from the mm-hmm. ravens so but yeah he'll play, he'll go to baltimore now and from from pittsburgh to baltimore so that'll be that'll be a fun matchup from to watch when they play shining sea um that's not true. That's just real close. Hey, <laughs> I'm going from one C to the other shining C soon. Yeah, hey you're guys, going to Seattle. I'm moving to Seattle for three months at least. Uh, good time of year to be in Seattle. It's uh, It doesn't rain six out of seven days a week during the summer, uh, so that's a positive. Moving along. Lions Sign Center, uh, Frank Ragnow to a four-year, $54 million extension, highest-paid center in the league. Sorry, Ryan Kelly, it got out, did. Ryan Kelly was the highest-paid center for, I don't know, maybe six months, and then Corey Lindsley signed that deal in free agency. Now Ragnow gets his extension, so he's now the third-highest-paid center in the league. Yep. So that's news around the league. Here comes the fun. This is This is – Number Brandon's one or, been looking forward to this number all Number one week. or number two most fun thing. I don't know. Interviewing Heidi was really cool. We Listen, Big J Journalism, star in the making, Heidi Raybrock. We hit her up right away. My idea. I, I, by the way, I secured this interview. I did there you that. go. That was, that was all me. Um, so I got Jake. You get Heidi. Yes, that's true. Uh <laughs> And then Randall was around, you know, he came, <laughs> Randall came to hang out. Uh, but, uh, so we're going to do basically a Disney draft. Okay. So we're going to go through what? Eight positions each. I think eight positions each. Yeah. Um, and basically we picked, we went back and forth, picked a player for a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, offensive line, defensive line, linebacker, defensive back, kicker, and we did this in no particular order. Um, Andrew had the first pick. 
and we're going to go right into it with the first pick, Andrew. So disclaimer, we did we only did animated characters. So like, remember the Titans is a Disney movie. We pick just remember the Titans players. So the number oh, one because, overall pick. That's because the number one overall pick would beat them on his own. In the Disney draft, the educated fan version, quarterback Hercules. This man's got an absolute cannon. He he's a god. So that I had to leadership skills. Unbelievable. So he's going to be a great guy for the locker room. He's my quarterback. Number one. He overall is a pick. great guy for the, for the locker room. You're right. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. Hey, um, Andrew, just, in, just, so you know how I have it set up. I, I forgot to send you a picture earlier. Uh, Hercules quarterback from Hercules. From Hercules, I have, there you so go. So the first one kind of looks stupid right off the bat here. We got Hercules, quarterback <laughs> Hercules. <laughs> but from here on out, it's not too bad. Uh, so, yeah, Hercules was um, a good pick, Andrew. I was thinking Hercules as like a linebacker to like really knock you out or running back. Um, He's got a laser rocket arm. Pick number two. Uh, Andrew took my my first pick as well. Would have been my Hercules, my number one. So uh, I went to the running back position. Pick number two in the Disney ja- draft. I chose Dash, running back out of The Incredibles. Uh, obvious choice here. Oh, yeah. I mean, just just a lock him up. He was not. He was my number one running back prospect in this year's draft as well. Kid can fly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and number three pick, Andrew moves along to the defensive side of the football. Andrew. So you need a guy that can go after the passer. And who's the scariest guy out there? James P. Sullivan or Sully, defensive lineman for Monsters Inc. This dude has incredible bend. He's got really long, he's got really long arms, can go and tackle the quarterback. He's gonna be the next Reggie White. I got a feeling. Oh, that's perfect. That's an excellent pick. I like that one a lot. Uh, Andrew, with the fourth pick in the draft, I chose absolute fucking monster, Buzz Lightyear, <laughs> to the rescue, defensive back from Toy Story. With this guy in your backfield, are you, or defensive backfield, I should say, are you kidding me? He flies to the ball. And that's that's all I got to say. To that's that's one that's one barrel-chested defensive back if I've ever seen one. Yeah, he's, he's coming to put you down too. If you if you manage to catch the ball, you're getting freaking F15 into your dome. Uh Andrew fifth pick. Fifth pick, I, I went defense side of the ball and we're we're going with the literal beast, the beast from Be- from Beauty of the Beast, the linebacker. Uh guy can ro- roam all around your, your second level and, and just he's a solid pick, makes tackles all over the place. You, know, you want a fierce guy in that that's linebacking core, and that's what the beast is. Fantastic. Now, this pick, not only is this man gonna be the best tackler in the league. Okay, but this pick absolutely fucking pissed Andrew off, uh, which is why I enjoyed it the most. With the sixth pick in the 2021 Disney draft, Simba, linebacker out of the Lion King. He is indeed the Lion King. This dude... I said I he's going to be year one best tackler in the league. I've seen him put Nala down. I've seen him put Pumba (laughs) down. Okay, uh, and then obviously just gets rid of Scar, you know. So, uh, yeah, I went I went ahead with that pick, and then Andrew pig, pick. Andrew piggybacked off of it with this next one. 
I had to I had to get this one because I I I knew you were you might have been coming for him again. So I went defense again, getting that that rock solid defense. So my defensive back is is the true Lion King, Mufasa from the Lion King. The guy you could he he's got agility. He's got that leadership. I went with like a kind of like a Cam Chancellor. Uh, hybrid defensive back so a guy that that's big but can make plays he's solid in coverage Mufasa is going to be roaming my secondary uh my nephew Bradley is thrilled with our draft picks so far uh big fan <laughs> of Dash and Sully so there we go pick two and three big fan um yeah Andrew you definitely didn't go with uh the speed defensive back option here otherwise he'd have been able to outrun uh what was it gazelles Whatever he, he got trampled he, by. He, hey, he outran the wildebeest. He just got trampled. The by wildebeest. Them. We, that's correct. We don't need. We don't need to talk about that. I don't want to start bursting into tears on our show. <laughs> All right, with the eighth pick, um, I'm not really happy with a couple of my picks. Like thinking back, I could have subbed either position in or out here, uh, but I'll stand by this one. Eighth pick of the draft, Kronk, defensive lineman <laughs> out of the Emperor's New Groove. Seems like this nice, sweet flower Kronk does, you know. But then when it comes down to lay down time to lay down the law, he's like DeForest Buckner, sweetest dude on camera, and then he's going to turn around and wreck your ass on the field. Uh, so I went with Kronk. Absolute unit. Andrew, this yeah. next pick is hilarious. So my next pick, the number ninth pick, I, I need a guy to catch those those bullets from Hercules. So we're, we're going with Air Bud. This dude literally has a movie called Air Bud Golden Receiver. This man was built to be the next Jerry Rice. Air Bud, he can he's got great agility. He's a great route runner. And he doesn't he just doesn't drop anything. So her uh Air Bud, my receiver won. Uh so I went ahead with the tenth pick, Andrew, followed suit, went to wide receiver. Now this one came down to two a couple different people, but I stand by my pick of the genie wide receiver out of Aladdin. Uh, need I say more? The dude flies. Okay, I'm, I went with I went with the 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 art of flight with the skill of flight uh, in this draft as much as I could. Really, uh, not to mention he can just, I mean, body people with his hands at the line of scrimmage. He can make him go giant, big, push him to the side. He's breaking open, right? So, uh, yeah, genie. Great pick. Uh, Going to go down as one of the more underrated picks in this draft, I think. Yeah, but I think I think my defensive back, Mufasa, would make his three wishes really quick and then let, uh, let old Genie go back into the bottle and then lock him up so no <laughs> one can rub him again. So going to have a little trouble there. Uh, pick number... Pick number 11. So I went... Great pick. This one, this one was... This one was I had to build my offensive line. I can't believe I waited this long since I'm a big proponent of the offensive line. But man, this this unit was still on the board. Maui, f- offensive lineman from Moana. This dude, he he just screams offensive lineman from the tribal tats, from just how big this dude is. Dwayne the Rock Johnson's voice can't go wrong with Maui as your offensive lineman plow in the way. He's literally the cartoon version of Quentin Nelson. I did think of uh of this guy. I didn't know his name, to be honest with you. I've only seen Moana <laughs> once, I think. But I thought, well, I was like, well, The Rock plays this dude. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's a that's yeah. a win. That's a good pick. Um, pick 12. The absolute steal <laughs> of the draft. Uh, the genius behind this pick. I mean, I think I put Andrew in a box. He didn't have an argument against it. Oh, um, I've got an argument here. Oh, but buddy, 
the sheriff comes to town, Woody, quarterback out of Toy Story, okay? They might look like noodle arms, but the dude can sling the pill. And did I mention the sheriff? Know any other sheriffs, Andrew? Pretty sure that's what uh, Peyton Manning was called. Need I say more? He's an absolute, he's the leader in Toy Story. Four movies, okay? Four movies, Andrew. Do you have four movies? I don't think so. Uh, and neither does Hercules. He only has one, even though it's the best Disney movie of all time. Only one movie, four Woody movies, okay? And he's the leader in all of them. Uh, but the thing is, uh, Woody's got some durability issues. You think about in Toy Story 2, he, has, he had to get his arm repaired twice. This man yeah, has had shoulder surgery. This man's had shoulder surgery twice. <laughs> I don't respect his durability. I think I think that pushed him down my board. Oh, my gosh. He pushed him down the board, Andrew. All right, moving along to your next pick. Uh, All right. Go ahead. My next pick, this one was tough. So I, I also needed a speed back out there. So I went with Frozone, running back from the Incredibles. Now this guy, he, he I, I needed a running back because when you're thinking about when the running game is best, it's in the snow. It's in those those times, late December, you're relying on your running game. This dude can literally run on ice. You can't stop this man. That's a that I love the I love the running in the snow uh thought. Now, Andrew. <laughs> I've got an absolute problem for you on the offensive line. With the 14th pick, I picked Ursula, offensive lineman out of the Little Mermaid. Who'd have seen it coming? Not only is this woman an obvious unit, all right? Quentin Nelson sees this woman. He's running the other way. She's got tentacles, okay? So not only is she large and in charge, she can block multiple defensive rushers at the same time on our own we can just use those extra defenders to cover we're good <laughs> a lot a lot of holding penalties i saw in her tape so that kind of scared me away from her a lot of holding penalties it's the tentacles it's those, those suckers. suction cups on the bottom <laughs> <laughs> okay in our last two this picks, is great andrew i uh, know this is a great idea by me thank you uh pick 15 <laughs> Pick fifteen. Where we say we save the best for last. Sorry. Kickers, kickers are people too. So we got. I got. I took Maximus uh, from from Tangled. This horse has got one hell of a boot. He can he can make it from long range, deadly accurate, um, and he's a guy that's that's very determined. So you need someone that's not going to crack under pressure. Maximus is my guy. Uh, good pick. You. I, I told you. To pick, I, I gave you a horse idea. I gave you a llama idea. So you went with a different horse idea. <laughs> I would have went with the magical horse Pegasus from Hercules, like you know. But I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you just wanted a different movie. I respect uh, not, that. Dude, if you watch Tangled, the dude's dude's got a a cannon for a leg, so hey, he makes some pretty big kicks. And I don't movie. blame you. This is a very uh, already a very heavy Incredibles uh, draft, uh, Toy Story, and Lion King. I respect you for not throwing another Hercules. I mean, spreading the love through the Disney movies. Yeah, Ma absolutely. The, the Moana one, that was a good one. Uh, my kicker, Mr. Incredible from The Incredibles. <laughs> Got a big kicker. Listen, <laughs> listen, so here's the thing. Here's the problem. Here's here's where I can Once I pick my, who'd I pick first? My linebacker or my defensive lineman first? Uh, my you linebacker. Picked. Yeah. Or my defensive lineman. Either one. I could have gone Mr. Incredible here. Uh, he's about the only other guy in the Disney universe animated wise that could tackle Hercules probably. 
Hey, position versatility. You got so, some you got some depth. Hey, you know what? Maybe Kronk gets hurt. We bring in the kicker as backup. But <laughs> if we're stopped on third down, doesn't matter where we are. We're not punting. We can clearly kick the ball the distance. Uh, <laughs> so, Mr. Incredible, not a bad pick. A uh, couple of other honorable mentions. I had Quasimodo, the hunchback, for offensive <laughs> line that I that I almost picked um, before I thought of Ursula, which was absolutely genius. Had to get some women in the draft. Don't want to leave the ladies out. Um, and then Peter Pan and Aladdin for wide receiver also would have been great picks. Do you have Ooh, any honorable mentions go. that you almost used that you didn't end up using? So my honorable mentions are one was the it's it's a pick out of left field the seven dwarfs so you, you take you take all the seven, the seven dwarfs, dwarfs. You, you can you can line them up at a bunch of different positions okay. so you're not not you, only are you getting do you no, count the seven going, dwarfs as one position no okay. we're getting all seven to, to have, just make do you have the positions unit. do you have the positions no. No, that I, I I thought about it, but I was like, eh, that'd be that'd be too much time. But you, the seven dwarfs are on there, um, and then you got to think about if if I'm going to go for for a woman, I'm definitely going Jesse from Toy Story. Yeah, she's she she could do pretty much anything. Uh, so those are a couple of my honorable mentions. Jesse, uh, though, but, you pick her and you're in a box again for shit talking Woody for being too fragile. See, Jesse Jesse's going to get in Woody's head. So that, that's part of the, part of the mental game, part of the mental aspect you of want it. it too. You know I mean? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and hell is where I'm going. Um, so I don't, I, I had to go into the Disney draft. Is that it? Are we done? That's it. That's it. What an episode. What an absolute that was fun. Awesome episode. Uh, Disney draft was a fun idea. Glad we got to squeeze that in. Andrew and I have not talked about, um, our plans for these upcoming uh, two weeks. So we well, will release news got, on that. You know what, Andrew? Yeah. Let's let's open the door to the process. Andrew, I am traveling to Indiana this weekend. I'm not you confident are. in our ability to do a live stream uh, due to the, all the equipment and internet needs. So these next two weekends are probably going to be podcast only, but Andrew and I should be able to record together. Yeah, so that'll be fun. So maybe no podcast episodes. Maybe we still record. Maybe no YouTube and episodes. YouTube, you mean? Sorry, and I can maybe we could still record, and I can post. I could still just post as a like video. Just later. wouldn't be a live stream. Just wouldn't be a live stream. Okay, we might be able to pull that off. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we can pull that off probably. Okay. Um. Just thought of that now. So and here's the process, guys. This is how we do things. This is how the <laughs> the cookies are made. Or the what's the tr- phrase? I don't know where you were going with that. Seven, one. <laughs> the pizza is made in the kitchen. Um, you just throw in the ingredients. Uh, and then my weekend where I travel to um, Seattle, we might have to take a break. Might have a, a, a week break. We'll might, have to pre, might have to pre-record an episode uh, to post for our first episode because of the Fired Up Network that we're joining uh, would hate to have to miss the first week of them being live, so maybe we'll pre-record something. I don't know. But just be on the lookout on our socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at the Educated Fan. That's at T-H-E-E-H-D-U-C-A-T-E-D-F-A-N. That is where you can stay up to date on all of the things we're doing over here at the Educated Fan. And I think uh, until next time, boys and girls, go Colts. Go Colts. I fucking love football and I love you guys. 